0: Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. We're broadcasting to you from the Herbert W. Armstrong College campus here in Edmond, Oklahoma. Thank you so much for listening to KPCG Radio. You can listen online anytime at kpcg.fm. Earlier this week, I came across a Bible passage that really made me think. There is a lot of meaning and depth here. And I just wanted to start today by reading this to you. And I think there's a lot we can talk about based on this one passage. This is Deuteronomy 4, verses 5 through 8. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the eternal my God commanded me, that you should do so in the land where you go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people for what nation is there so great who has God so near unto them? as the eternal our God is in all things that we call upon him for. And what nation is there so great that has statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law, which I set before you this day? Now this is Moses speaking to the ancient Israelites. And he's basically telling them, look, we serve a God so unique and powerful, far superior to all the pagan gods of all the nations around us. We have a law that is so perfect and practical that it vastly surpasses the laws of all the nations around us. And this is not just something that we believe. That's what Moses is saying. He's saying, yes, even all of the nations around us will be able to see this. If you obey God and put God's way of life into action, all of the pagan idol-worshiping nations will admit that the way we live is the best way. The God we serve is the one true God. Now you can go to our Watch Jerusalem website, watchjerusalem.co.il, and read about some, a lot of profiles about some of these other nations around Israel and Judah. And the kind of sick, perverted practices they were involved in. Tossing their babies into the fire. All kinds of filthy sexual practices. And we might look down on the way those peoples behaved today. But is the world around us really that much better than those nations back then? do peoples today not commit all kinds of abominable acts today and yet what Moses is saying here in Deuteronomy 4 verses 5 through 8 is that people who don't know God and don't obey God can still see God's way of life in action and acknowledge God And acknowledge his way. And that it works. That it produces great results. I mean, think about those nations back when Moses told the Israelites this. Do you think they were really going to change? I mean, once you start throwing babies into a fire. As they... Scream out in agony, your mind is pretty far gone. Those people were not likely at all to change and start obeying God. And yet, they would still see the way that the Israelites lived and admit that that way is better. And that's something that God's people today try to practice. Setting an example for the world, even though the world will not change based on that example. Maybe a few specific people will, but in general, the world at large is not going to take that example and use it to change their lives. Some Bible critics would point to a passage in the book of Ezekiel and try to say, well, actually, the law that God gave to the Israelites really wasn't that great. Even God himself said so. Is that true? Let's look at Ezekiel 20 verses 24 through 25. Because they had not executed my judgments, but had despised my statutes and had polluted my Sabbaths, and their eyes were after their father's idols, wherefore I gave them also statutes that were not good and judgments whereby they should not live. God here is addressing the two main causes why the ancient nations of Israel and Judah went into captivity. Israel was invaded and conquered and deported as slaves by the Assyrians from 721 to 718 BC. And then Judah suffered a similar fate. To the Babylonians From 604 to 585 BC And God puts the blame squarely On Sabbath breaking and idolatry So these nations essentially turned away from God's Perfect righteous Ten Commandments Specifically those two The fourth one and the second one and they suffered for it. This is what happened. God gave his, his ancient nation every advantage. They served a perfect God, a God who would always be there for them, protecting them, blessing them, helping them. But they rebelled. They chose a different way. So the end of this passage, though, talks about God giving them statutes that were not good and judgments whereby they should not live. But other translations render this correctly. It should say, I gave them up to statutes that were not good. Or I gave them over to worthless decrees and regulations that would not lead to life. God let the Israelites choose, and when they rejected his law and his way of life, they got to choose their own laws and their own way of life. That's what this is actually talking about. So many other passages in the Bible talk about how great God's law is. King David wrote in Psalm 19 that the law of the eternal is perfect, converting the soul. The Apostle Paul wrote, wherefore the law is holy and the commandment holy and just and good. Romans 7 verse 12. That's in the New Testament. It's not just an Old Testament thing. But critics will cherry pick one mistranslated verse in the entire Bible and try to undermine God's law. This law that if we keep it, Sets an example for the entire world. Everyone can see that something is different. Here on the campus of Herbert W. Armstrong College in Edmond, Oklahoma. On our sister campus in Edstone, England. They can see that the Philadelphia Church of God is different. Every year when we go to Feast of Tabernacles sites around the world the hotel staff just absolutely raves at the good conduct of our people. And they essentially beg for us to come back the next year. So something is different in the way that we live. And it's not a credit to us, but to God giving us this advantage of knowing his law that actually works. When you put God's law into action, when you apply it practically, it actually works. What a contrast to the laws today that make no sense at all, especially with COVID human laws and regulations have been exposed as just complete nonsense you have to walk into a restaurant with a mask on, but then you can take the mask off while you're eating, but then you have to put it back on when you walk to the restroom. Oh, but if you're in a club, you can then take the mask off again to dance on a sweaty, crowded dance floor, surrounded by people, and somehow the virus knows not to attack you when you're sitting and eating Or when you are dancing. This is just one example of many of the insane, impractical regulations that human beings just invent out of thin air. Now, by contrast, God's law works every time. And it does make sense. It makes logical sense, it aligns with common sense. We don't have to be frustrated constantly by God's law, because we know it actually works. The other night, my wife and I went to the Brazilian All-Stars concert here at Armstrong Auditorium. It was the first of nine events of the Armstrong International Cultural Foundation Concert Series season, 2021-2022 season. It's the 23rd season, and you can find out more about all of the upcoming events at armstrongauditorium.org. Truly a world-class experience. And we just enjoyed those Brazilian musicians so much. They had so much fun up there. They were joyful and energetic. And the music was catchy. But we sat next to another concert goer who was just gushing about being a long time season ticket holder of this concert series. And he was talking to us and it became pretty clear that he has a lot of beliefs that we don't have. We, ha- we, we, don't, we don't necessarily agree on all the issues. He decided to stay home from all the concerts last season taking those precautions due to the virus. And he was surprised that we continued attending the concerts last season. And then he was telling us how he's been vaccinated three times now. And so he, he feels pretty well protected. He's putting, obviously, his trust in those vaccines. And, and you can learn a lot about what we think about that on the Trumpet Daily on this radio station, KPCG. So clearly there, there are certain areas where we don't think the same as him. We don't think the same as that other concert goer. And yet we just had a great conversation. And he really, really thinks highly of Armstrong auditorium. He says he's traveled the world. He's been to all kinds of concert halls. And yet Armstrong auditorium is at least as good as any of them of all the ones he's seen around the world. And here's this concert hall out in the, in a field in Northern Edmond, Oklahoma of all places or what used to be a field. It's not anymore. It's a beautiful campus now. But who would ever expect that here in Oklahoma in a sparsely populated area you'd find a glorious concert hall like that. And he says every year he and his wife try to just do the pick five deal where they pick five of the concert events and yet They can never quite narrow it down. So every single year when it's time to renew their tickets, they end up selecting the full season ticket package. They just can't narrow it down. (laughs) That's how good the performances always are. And he was talking about all the, the college students who staff these concert series events and how just, Pleasant and friendly they all are. And obviously they're all wearing suits and nice clothing, even, even the parking attendants. So what an example to this person, a person who would not agree with plenty of the beliefs of the church that sponsors this concert series And yet it was easy for him to acknowledge that this way of life works. Something is taking place here on this campus that really gets results. He could see that. Now there's not much chance that he would hear our message and change his life based on that. Yet he has still seen the example. He has still been a witness to God and his way of life and how they are the best. What an honor to be a part of a way of life like this, to serve a God like this. In an article titled The Light of the World, from our website, pcg.church. PCG Pastor General Gerald Flurry writes about this passage I mentioned earlier in Deuteronomy chapter four. And he says, God is light and his way of life shines like a brilliant light in a dark world. God has always emphasized to his people that they should stand out in a positive way. He wants his people to show the world his wonderful law in action. Again, this says nothing about converting the entire world right now, proselytizing to them, going door to door, forcing our beliefs on other people. We we never mentioned to that concert goer sitting next to us that we were part of the church and yet he eventually asked and then we we told him we attend with the PCG. We were not trying to brag in any way or or tell him, "Oh, why don't you go order some some books and booklets from us?" some free literature. Why don't why don't you go do that? We never mentioned anything about our beliefs. We never told him anything about our disagreement with his vaccine stance. Obviously. This is someone who is not going to hear God's message and change his life. And yet, he still got to see God's wonderful law in action. At that concert in God's house the other night. In Armstrong Auditorium. This house built to glorify and honor the great God. Mr. Flurry in this article, The Light of the World, of course, has to quote Matthew 5 verses 14 through 16. This is Jesus Christ speaking. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it gives light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. You see, very similar to Deuteronomy chapter four. It's talking about simply letting other people see. It's not about making them obey. The example, the light is bright and they can see it. And that is the priority. One day they'll get to know God. They'll have a choice. But right now it's about letting them see the light letting them see an example of God's wonderful law in action. Mr. Flurry talks about the history of God's work in the PCG in this article. He says, when God gave us 40 acres in 2000, and then expanded that to 170 acres three years later, It was becoming clearer and clearer to me that God wanted us to show the world his good news in an even greater way than we originally thought. Like the tree of life, the work was sprouting leaves and producing fruit and showing the world a taste of the wonderful things to come in God's kingdom. You see, showing them, not telling them. People can come to us if they want to hear the truth. But we can still show them the truth by the way we live, by the way we interact out in public, by the example we set on the job or at school or anywhere we go. Living a certain way that just naturally stands out. It's different. I mean, this, this way of life trickles down to the smaller things. The way you talk, avoiding cursing, the way you dress clean and appropriate for the occasion instead of woefully underdressed for a nice event. <laughs> it, it affects everything. People who, whose faces are shining with happiness because they have this advantage of serving a perfect God who has a perfect, wonderful law. Here in this article, The Light of the World, Mr. Flurry continues, in 2001, God established his college on that land where young adults could learn his way of life in a way that we used to think was over after ambassador college failed. This is the work continuing on from the worldwide Church of God under the late educator and theologian Herbert W. Armstrong. But he died in 1986, and his successors betrayed God. They buried God's wonderful law. And yet, here we are today, raising the ruins and living this wonderful way of life again. Mr. Flurry continues, in 2008, we established Imperial Academy on that land. That school is such a tremendously beautiful proof of God's way of life. When I see those young people who are free from so much of this satanic world and just smiling and waving or singing and dancing and sharing their talents, I feel very happy and I know I am seeing a beautiful preview of the world tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.